Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language that isn't suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's a strong possibility that spoilers for anime series may occur, so use extreme caution while listening in case you haven't completed certain series yet. Final note, none of us really liked Divine Gate. That being said, we are not throwing hate towards the voice actors and staff involved. We are being critical of the dub and giving our thoughts based on the dub. We do not mean to offend any parties involved with the production. With that, enjoy the episode! Hello one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where the nerdiest of the anime nerds get together to discuss their thoughts on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series recently released on home video. I'm Stephanie, and tonight I am joined by three very brave souls. <laughs> um, first, from the fandom post and animationinfinity.com, we have Jet. Yo. I, I know you and I are so excited about this one. Um, <laughs> we're so we're so ready for it. Uh, next up, um, one of two people we need to see in Epic Beard Battle, and for some reason, at, for his second appearance. He volunteered for another terrible show. We have Amonduel. <laughs> Once again, I failed to die quietly in the night. I'm not sure I'm happy about that this time. It would have been would have been a better way to spend an afternoon. Oh, I know. <laughs> it would have been great. And lastly, making his long overdue Dub Talk debut, we have Lack the Watcher. I'm gonna be number one best friend. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm number one best friend. What are you talking about? Okay, uh, today I'm referring to my cohorts as Brave Souls because we are going to be tackling the casting announcement for Funimation's broadcast dub of Divine Gate, brought to you by the same studio as Naruto and Tokyo Ghoul. As always, we're going to go through the press release provided by Funimation as well as additional castings from the ADR director and give our predictions, opinions on casting, and impressions of the first three episodes of the broadcast dub. And I kind of hinted at this before, but fair warning, Jen and I are not exactly the biggest fans of this series. I don't know if uh, Amon and Black are, but... <laughs> um, I, I will note, I, I watched the dub for this this morning because I could not be bothered to get around to it before today, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of forgot, like, I was like, shit, what am I supposed to be watching? Uh, I was like, okay, well, this looks kind of interesting at least, and the first episode kind of was, and then it just kind of fell And apart. then it kind of died. It kind of died. By the yeah. second episode, I was like, this is going to be the whole series, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Jet and I, we were basically following it and reviewing it for the most part for seasonal reasons. And then um, I dropped that so... shit. I dropped that shit. I'm like, I'm like how far did I get? Episode five or six, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> this thing was anyway, picked for a broadcast dub. Think about that for <laughs> so, Okay, well to be fair, Funimation probably didn't know. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, this, this show reeks of they got a better show out of it, but they had to take this one too. And it's like, well, we have it. We may as well do something with it. Yeah. Well, it might also be because Studio Perot did Tokyo Ghoul, and Tokyo Ghoul was, like, one of their larger successful properties in the last yeah. year or two. Yeah, I buy that. It might have something to do with it. 
Um, so, anyway, we're not here to actually talk about the series itself, we're here to talk about this dub. So, why don't we get started on that? Let's start with the ADR director and the scriptwriter. Um, I am, I believe, Amon and Lack did not do predictions at all because they watched this at the last I minute. Do have, I do have some predictions for voice actors, I did not do director and writer, though. Okay. Um, so, Jet, out of curiosity, did you have any predictions for director and writer? I did. <laughs> Though I had a certain theme. My theme oh. mostly being damage control. Which I suppose sounds kind of mean. By damage control, I mean I was hoping they would dump their, they would dump their subpar people on this and put the best guys on other stuff. So. Oh, you mean more like, kind of along the lines of like Ultimate Otaku Teacher. Yeah, kind of like that. And um, what, da Dance with Devils is kind of there, but <laughs> yeah. put more of like the newer people in there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get that, what you're yeah, saying that. Uh, so I with that, for ADR director, I had Sunny Street. And for scriptwriter, I had the illustrious gay Michael Tatum. And I had a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> My reason oh, is being, the show is pretty oh, much Tatum. already a Tatum script. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it like, really he is, actually. Make it any worse. Except if anything, he probably make it more It doesn't have enough dated references. Here's the... Th this Jay, is I love you. I'm, 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 I'm gonna guess and say, <laughs> this is nothing against J. Michael Tatum yeah, no, no, or Sonny Strait. No, 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 like, no, like, nothing against J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> we, we love these people no, no, to no, pieces, no, no, but... Like, uh, like, nothing against him, but I have the most pepper as an actor. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love you guys um i actually i for, i forgot to make predictions for the writer but i do have four predictions for director one of which is actually correct mm. so i did this two different ways um one way was which leads to my first and second choice i went with newbie directors because i kind of felt like divine gate was was also going to be one along the lines of the damage control cut your teeth kind of situation yeah. so one of the directors i predicted was kyle phillips the other one is the one that actually got correct so we'll hold off on that um the other side i went with was basically going with directors that i know who would actually kind of fit if they really wanted to work with this one um and those being zach bolton and christopher bevins yeah, that could work. Yeah, the, I kind of like, I could see them doing it if they really, really wanted to. <laughs> but, but would anybody really want them to? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he, either of them are directing anything. No, I stand corrected. Bol Zach Bolton is directing something from this season. I don't think Bevins is. I think Bevins, Bevins I think is taking a break, which is well deserved at this point, because he's been working on basically a broadcast up every fucking season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Well deserved break for is that, him. Is that um, why, is that why Dismuke is doing Showman Simple, or Sample, or whatever it's called? He's like... No, I mean, <laughs> he might have just wanted to, like, finally direct something. Yeah. And Showman Sample was kind of something available. You know, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sorry, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure how. I'm not sure how directors get to pick their work. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm in this case, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but anyway, the individuals who are the director and the scriptwriter for the series. The scriptwriter uh, is Monica Rial. Well, technically, she's the lead writer, so that means there are a handful of scriptwriters under her. Um, and the ADR director went to my second choice in directing. Um, and again, one of the newbie directors, Clifford Chapin. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Clifford Chapman, in terms of directing stuff, his only other major directing gig has been Dime a Dollar, 
Um, but he has been the assistant under Colleen, Colin Kinbeard, for, um, what is it, Yona of the Dawn and the Rolling Girls. So he's been slowly working his way up there and directing. So this is, Divine Gate, I think, is his second full-fledged directing gig. And Monica Rial has written a shit ton of things. <laughs> um, most notably, at least in terms of things we've referred to here on Dub Talk, uh, Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Route A, Seraph of the End. Uh, she's the writer for Princess Stride. Oh, God, she's the writer for a lot of... Um, I don't know. She could be one of the writers think, for Fairy Tale. I wouldn't she's know. She's one of the co-writers for Fairy Tale. So. There's a lot of people who work on that. Yeah. That and One Piece, but <laughs> I digress. Um, so how do we feel about these two? Because I honestly have to say, I love Clifford Chapman, and I think his talent is kind of wasted here. Yeah, but about the same thing. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean... let's think about the fact that Monica Rial has been in this industry for God knows how many years now. Um, not that I'm calling her an old woman or anything, uh, but <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's one of those things where it's like maybe it's better that somebody who's been doing this for so long actually kind of took the reins of it because yeah, there might have actually been some sense of like breathing life into something that was for all intents and purposes, pretty lifeless. And I don't know. Yeah, Monica does have a pretty good handle in script writing in order to, like, take something that could be potentially bad or potentially doofy, and she at least makes it more competent, yeah. <laughs> at the very least. And I would say the script here is doing rather well. Um, Clifford, again... I honestly think he could have been given a better show. Oh, I think, yeah. That's just my opinion. But with what he's working with here, it's actually really solid, and I do have to commend him on that. No, I, I, yeah. I agree. There's a there's a lot of effort being put in here. More effort than I was Absolutely. expecting, all things considered. And I feel, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel I feel this is one of those things that because he's so new and has so few credits, he need, like at least in Funimation, he needs to build up a little bit of a resume before it's like, all right, we trust you with something a little more. You know, right. if if yeah, you if yeah, he give you, you this and it, dues, yeah, so. like if he flops on this, who cares? But he didn't, obviously. But if he had, you know, whatever. Some. I mean, it's this. It's the same idea with like Aaron Dismuke directing yeah. Shining Sample or um, Felicia Angel directing Skywizards Academy. The shows themselves are not that phenomenal, but the dubs are actually pretty solid considering how fresh and new we have for directing talent. Um, and I mean. With Clifford and talking about Dime a Dollar, good lord, I don't know how he managed to do half of the stuff that he did because he brought in, he brought in uh, Matt Mercer and Todd and Jeremy and oh, that's the Emily Neves right? and Lucy <laughs> Christian and oh my god, he managed to bring in a variety of people to work on that show, which yeah. is I, I applaud him for that one. Yeah, I mean that that was a that was a Mike McFarland cast right there. So like... <laughs> absolutely, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I I would have loved to have seen Clifford do a different show, but all things considered, I understand why he's the one who's stuck with this one. And for what it is, it's really solid as of right now. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I guess if I was, like, an ADR director, I'd rather succeed at a bad show than fail at a good show. So, yeah. You know. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, it's a good place for him to start. Yeah. So... I guess the consensus in terms of directing and writing, it's a, it's, it's decent. It's better than It's good. 
<laughs> Absolutely, it is. That's actually typically a very Funimation staple when it comes to dubs. Usually, they give the dub the anime better dubs than they deserve. <laughs> they gotta keep that that yeah. quality. Somebody's gotta, gotta buy this. I mean, come on. Someone's gonna buy this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's probably why they started the subscriptions because they were like, nobody's buying these anime. We just gotta find a way to make money. <laughs> well. Then again, you also have successful streaming services like Netflix, so they gotta yeah. jump into that pool eventually. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I think I, I think we're good to move on. Are we good to move on? Mm. Yeah. yeah, sure. Oh, holy mother of God, I just looked at the next group <laughs> of people who are on my list. Is this blue, um, red, and green? If Which one? The fairies or the leads? Because... Both both are gonna be in a little bit. I'm referring to the Knights of the Round. Okay. Cause we have a long ass list of people for this group of characters. Okay. And the only reason why and how we got a majority basically basically the press release itself only had five or six characters announced. Um the reason we basically got everything else thrown in here is courtesy of Clifford himself through Twitter. Um so the Knights of the Round just gonna kind of briefly go over them uh, not really go too much in detail because there's a lot of them uh, the Knights of the Round in context wise uh, they basically work under Arthur <laughs> gee I wonder what kind of uh, what kind of uh, I don't know thing they pulled this shit from yeah. I don't know Lila um, I don't know uh, we know <laughs> I don't know uh, but um Going through these characters, we have Tristan, who is voiced by Jamie Markey. We have Bedivere, voiced by Megan Shipman. We have Kay, voiced by Michelle Rojas. We have, I'm going to butcher this one, Yoane, voiced by Ian Sinclair. We have Lancelot. Gee, I wonder where that came from. Voiced by Rico Fajardo. We have... Brenor, voiced by Justin Briner. We have Lamarock, voiced by Jeannie Triado. Uh, Palomitas, voiced by Christopher Sabat. Percival, voiced by Aaron Dismuke. Gawain, voiced by Laura Woodhall. And Gareth, voiced by Kent Williams. Gawain and Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Gareth. a mouthful. I, th- yeah, that is a freaking mouthful. <laughs> I will at least admit, because there is a handful. There's a, a decent mix of well-known voice actors and some newer ones. Newer ones, when I say this, particularly being Rico, Justin, and Jeannie. Um, and everybody else is relatively well-known. It's yeah. a wide variety. And so far, because the majority of them, they don't really... I haven't really said much. I think Jamie is the one character who has the most lines out of the entire group as of now. Besides Arthur, I suppose. But... Besides yeah. Arthur. Yeah. Well, we'll get to Arthur in a while. But um, I know Justin's character, he's going to pop in in, the ne- in episode 4 a lot more. Um, so there's that. But yeah, that's basically a general overview of Knights of the Round. How Do, do we do we feel like this is at least solid casting for these? Yeah, yeah, no, I, mean, yeah I mean, they're in the background, so I wasn't paying that much attention to them. But. <laughs> <laughs> then again, Jet, you and I are like, fuck this shit. I, I mean, like, the first thing first like when it comes to dubs is you know is the acting good and you know it's like yeah the acting is good but something i i do tend to prefer in in dubs for me personally is if the voices are distinctive 
And as far as I'm concerned, like, the, dis the voices were pretty distinctive enough, you know, they, there was different ranges throughout the characters, yep. and it's like... And they, f and a lot of them, like, they had these kind of stereotypes, like Laura being the child, and then you have Sabbath being the manly man, and then Kent Williams. He's basically, like, the regal <laughs> gentleman of the group, sort of. Yeah. So you have this wide range of stereotypes, too, and each voice actor, they kind of fit that stereotype rather well. It's, it's kind of funny. Ian, Ian is always either the meathead or the fop. That's always <laughs> how it is. That is so true. You're not wrong. That is so true. Okay, so uh, I guess we can move on from there to... We have, I think... They're fairies, right? The three fairies? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I don't know. But they're the mentors of Akane, Midori, and Aota. Wait, is that what the white kid was? <laughs> no, 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 no. something. We're not else. even there. <laughs> I'm referring to Fire Fairy Ifrit, Sylph the Wind Fairy, and Udine the Water Fairy. I believe they are fairies. I don't know how this world works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they sure no did explain it. No one knows how this fucking world works. World building. I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> I don't know either. This kid killed his parents, but his brother did. It's like... <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. But anyway, uh, anyone have predictions for these three? Not I know I did. Really. Nope. <laughs> no. Perfect, we'll just get right into them. Ifrit the Fire Fairy is voiced by Rachel Robinson. Sylph the Wind Fairy is voiced by Natalie Hoover. And Undine... The Water Fairy is voiced by Sarah Wiedenheft. Um, Rachel Robinson, if you do not know who oh, that is. these characters. Okay, <laughs> now. Those, now he knows who they are. Yeah. Um, well, no, because it was like, I, I was like, is that Rachel Robinson? And then I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you know who they are. Yeah. Um, so Rachel Robinson, other roles she's been in. She's Sakura Ogami from Daigon Rampa. She's Joel Rav, uh, Ravio. I can't pronounce names, from Gangsta, the old lady, old grandma. Right. Um, most notably, Zoran Blitz from Helsing Ultimate. We have Ferengis from Heroic Legend of Arslan. We have Izunami from Noragami. Uh, Angelica from Show by Rock. And we also have Garak from Snow White with the Red Hair, among other smaller roles. Natalie Hoover. She hasn't done much in terms of anime acting, actually. We have Saya from Gargantia of the, on the Virtuous Planet. We also have, let's see, Regan from Lord Marksman and Vandius. We have Minaha from Noragami Adigoto. We have Nana from Prince of Stride Alternative. Oh, good lord, that voice. <laughs> At least it's better in, the, in this show compared to Prince of Stride, I will say that. Um, we have Hitsugi from Riddle Story of Devil, and we have Tsukino from Show by Rock. And then Sarah Wiedenheft is also a, one of more relative newbies. She, you might know her as Michela from Blood Bowl K Battlefront. Um, let's see. Anya from Dragonar Academy. Julia from Freezing Vib Vibration. She is in Grimgar, but I'm not going to say who that is because there's a Grimgar episode coming in. Uh, we have... Aika from Show Mean Sample. <laughs> so the one watching that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amon. Remember the girl who thinks that apparently if you roll around on the ground and bark, you your wish comes oh, true. Boy. <laughs> oh, is that the Oh god, it's that yep. girl. Oh god. Um, we also have the lead Rinka from Tokyo ESP, which is coming out, I believe, fairly soon as well. And we have Minako from Ultimate Taku Teacher, among a few other roles. Um, so oh, so she does Sentai stuff too. Isn't isn't Tokyo 
Oh, no, Tokyo, no, Tokyo, Tokyo is Tokyo Funimation. Ranger. I'm sorry. Anyway, go on. <laughs> that, that's Tokyo still Funimation. Tokyo is still Funimation. <laughs> oh, that's still Funimation? Really? Yeah, that's still that's Funimation. Still Funimation? Nope. Anyway. Nope. Uh, nope. Um, so, I, as I was saying before, in terms of Natalie, um, I prefer her performance here herself compared to Nana from Prince of Stride, and I hate to say this, because um, it fits a lot more. Sarah, I liked Sarah as Undine. And Rachel... I don't know. This is more of a problem with, like, the animation style and the character design. Because the character design makes everyone look like they're younger than what their voice acting counterparts make <laughs> them sound. And when yeah. we get to Arthur, that's going to be one of my bigger gripes. Yeah. But Rachel Robinson is one of those as well. But she does fit the attitude and the personality, personally. Yeah, I mean, I would have to kind of care about the character for that to really bother me. So it's like, whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they don't want to keep typecasting Rachel, you know, but it, there there is that point of, that's just kind of the way she sounds, you know, there's there's really no way yeah. to get around that, so. She's in this, I think, um, I think uh, Megan Hardy and I have basically classified her in the same range of voices as, like, uh, Stephanie Young, Lydia yeah. Mackey, uh, Colleen kind of fits in there, too. She's kind of in that same range, um... Again, it's just that the character design looks like it's younger than how Rachel normally sounds. Yeah, I mean, the thing about that sets Rachel apart from a lot of voice actresses, I think, is her signature rasp in her voice, you know? It, yep. It's, it's really what sets her apart, and it's really hard to find a good, like, younger character that would fit the way she sounds. So. Yeah. But at least she works well with the personality yeah. of this character. Yeah. Which is nice. She's actually my personal choice for if they ever did a new, like, Tenshi Muyo dub, I'd want her to, you know, like, play, uh, uh, friggin' Washu. So. Huzzah! Yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on these three? Not really. They're nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna breeze through yeah, this. It's, it's like, it's like, what can we say? It's like, uh... It, we were looking at this before we started recording, and like, holy shit, there's a lot, and we're just going through it so fast. It, it, it has a mis- <laughs> This is gonna be easy. The show, the show's eternal foundation having a really giant cast that I don't really care about. So it's like, yeah, they're nice, yeah. they're nice, they're perfectly acceptable. Nice. It's like, everybody's don't, doing don't their care. Job. Like, I mean... Move okay. Along. Move, move along, move along. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the next group... <laughs> I did an, another trio. Um, we have, um, we have the narrator. We have Metabon, the obligatory mascot character, and then we also have Clifford announced this character as Dorothy. Um, but in episode three, she also has the name Helena um, because she is Midori's number one best friend. <laughs> <laughs> She's this girl. Um, so, sorry. The only so out of these three, the only one I made a prediction for is actually Metabon, and I got this one correct. I think. Did I get this one correct? I did get it correct, but I also had three other choices. <laughs> um, my second, third, and fourth choice. I also for Metabon. I also put Greg Ayers, Don Bennett, and Tia Ballard. Oh, yeah, that's it's gonna weird. Work. I had three females and one male <laughs> out of my four picks, but yeah, yeah. I felt like the because all four of them. Basically, all four of my picks for Metabon, I felt like they could do mascot characters. Because Greg as freaking Monokuma was the best thing ever from Daigon Rapa. Don was Frosh from Fairy Tail, if I remember correctly. Tia, while I don't think she's done a mascot character yet. Wait, um, Tia? 
She's happy. Yeah. That, she's happy. That's oh, God damn it, I'm a dumbass. Never mind. Yeah, Tia Beller is happy. Yeah, they've all, they've, they've all done mascot characters at some point in time. Um, but I did get Metabon correct, and we'll get to that in a second. Did anyone have any other predictions for Dorothy, Metabon, or the narrator? No. <laughs> <laughs> Number one best friend, okay. the weird stuffed flying thing, and then... Jared, I mean, Amon, how did you describe the narrator exactly uh, <laughs> before we started recording? What, what, uh, uh, 13 year old fan fiction. It's it's, no. it's, 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 it's it's the sort of it's a sort of pretend pseudo deep pretentious nonsense that sounds really meaningful when you're 13 and don't know any better. And then as you get a little older, it's like, wait, this means nothing. Why was I putting so much effort in this? No! It's like somebody, try it's like somebody trying to be Hidekiana, but failing. Yeah, you know? more or less. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, did, uh, did, I, did, I, did someone start reading the liner notes to one of my prog rock albums? What is this? What is this? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my god. So, the individuals who are voicing these three characters. The narrator is being voiced by Michelle Lee. Uh, Dorothy, slash Helena, slash number one best friend, uh, is voiced by Tia Ballard, actually. And Metabon, as well as my first prediction for it, um, is Monica Real. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Monica, do we really need to talk about voice roles at this <laughs> not, point? Not really. I know. She, she's been basically an if, if you don't, If you don't know who really she is, you that Nozaki dub, by the way. Yeah, Nozaki, I am excited for Nozaki-kun, because I saw the clip and she gets to use her big girl voice again. I know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, that's We Monica all love Real? it when really? Monica, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you haven't heard big girl voice until you've either heard either Michiko from Michiko and Hachin or right. Cordelia from Diabolic Lovers. When she also gets to be an evil bitch in that, and that's fantastic. But anyway. But yeah, uh, no, this is same old, same old for her at this point. So. Same old, same old for yeah. Monica at this point. Yeah. Um, Tia Ballard, you may have heard her in roles such as Nanami from Kamisama Kiss, uh, Megumi from Shiki, Happy, of course, from Fairy Tale, uh, among a variety of different things. And then Michelle Lee. Michelle Lee, fun fact, she used to work for Funimation. I think she was. What was she? She was um, the social one of the social media coordinators. I think something along those lines before um, Godswell took over, and she left. But um, voice acting wise, she does do some voice work. Uh, she has been in Assassination Classroom, Data Live, uh, Tokyo Ghoul Route A, We Without Wings, Want to Be the Strongest in the World, and then also uh, some smaller roles from Hyperdimension Neptunia, No Rin. Fairy tale, bento, variety of different things. So, how do we feel about these three? Fine. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, it's, it's fine. I, I give. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's not much you can do to make that narration better. So. Yeah, I, I give. <laughs> that's, that's a writing issue. Yeah. <laughs> that's more of a writing issue. And not not on Monica's end, more on the Japanese's yeah, end. No, I, I, yeah. Monica's just has to go I get, with I, it. I give credit to her for being able to say such ridiculous nonsense with a straight face yeah, so you know like you did you did you did good you didn't you didn't break out laughing and i realize that sounds like a low bar but that is some that is oof i love monica don't get me wrong she is one of my favorite vas um i i actually do get kind of upset when people kind of shit on her for like always playing like cutesy types i do think she could have toned it back a little bit for this character because i feel like she went a little too high-pitched but, you don't like it you don't like it bon <laughs> but 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 
It's the be- it's the best mascot bond. Yeah, I know. It's it, it really is <sighs> just one of those things where it's just like I don't blame her, but the everybody's actually surprisingly subtle in this show, and it's like having her the way she the, she voices the character feels really out of place. So I don't know. Well, the mas- the Metabon, the mascot, is a really, really weird character. Yeah, and he's kind of out of place anyway. He, he, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense, I guess. I mean, Monica is good, at, pretty good at playing mascot characters, regardless. So I felt, me personally, I felt it was one of the natural fits that could more likely go in this direction yeah. for the show. But um, yeah, I do have, I do have to give Michelle Lee her props for putting up with that really weird narration. Oh. And not just because Monica wrote the English version for it, but because the Japanese is already bad as it is. Yeah, it's like you can't fix what's already broken. <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, you can't. That's one of those situations. It's, it's a, it's that. a polishing a turd situation. Is what it is. Yes, it is the shiny turd, yeah. and then. Tia Ballard actually kind of legitimately creeped me out. Oh no, she's great at that. Like she really is. Like I love Tia. So like, like <laughs> Which is weird for me to say because I was originally introduced to Tia Ballard as Megami from Shiki. I thought it was one of the most obnoxious things in the world and I hated that performance. <laughs> I and I could be completely I, wrong, but she was Misery in uh in uh, uh Rosario plus Vampire, right? Or Misere, I mean uh, I haven't seen that so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Well, I, ice, I know. ice girl in Vampire, <laughs> so. But, um, and then, for me, I got introduced to Nanami and Kamisama Kiss, and I love that. And now that I'm getting much more used to Tia Ballard a bit more and knowing her range a little bit more, this went creepy. <laughs> I'm like, because Meg- Megami and Shiki wasn't creepy, she was more obnoxious. But Helena slash Dorothy, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. I fell in love with it, to be completely honest with you. I honestly fell in love with it. But anyway, um, do we have any other thoughts about these three individuals before we move on? I think um, a great villain for the series if they had gone that route, but I don't know. Tia? <laughs> well, yeah, just this, this Helena character or whatever. Well, I mean, it's possible considering yeah. apparently she has a different name. Does this series even have a villain yet? <laughs> like, I, it's uh, I mean, it's got it's, it's got episode. It has it like, has the closest thing we've had to a villain is like Blue Boy's brother. Like it's... that's about. It. <laughs> I kind of feel like each of the three main characters they have their own personal villain that they encounter. Like Midori yeah. in this case would be Helena, and then when we get to him, we have Alto's brother. I think each of them kind of have their own personal villain of sorts to do. Yeah, with. I guess that's true. Even but... though Akane, we haven't really run into that. It's yet. like. It's decided um, to do this thing where it has, like, introduction episode, and then each of the following ones wants to focus on a main character. The problem is it feels like they would have better to do, like, four episodes later when there's a little more plot happening, because now it's just like, alright, we got, like, four shady characters who might do something bad, but no villain? Remember (laughs) Cowboy Bebop, how they had, like, an introduction episode, and then the next, like, three or four episodes was about uh, introducing all the characters' backstories? Oh, no, wait, that never happened. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to laugh at this for a second. My stepdad just texted me, What the fuck is manga? (laughs) (laughs) My family doesn't know much about anime and manga, so this just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna tell him comic books, but from Japan. (laughs) From Japan and read backwards. Oh my god. Anyway, I think we're good to move on. Um... 
so our next trio to talk about, we have, oh good lord, we have Loki, we have Oz, and we have, oh, best original name ever, Santa Claus. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even look like Santa Claus at all. No. Nope. That's what makes him look nope. really <laughs> This whole he's show is dressed in red. <laughs> oh no, the red character is Akane. Do you want to know? Because you know, in Japan, Akane means red. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's a little more operated out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh god. So, uh, and to put context on um Loki and uh, on these three, um apparently Santa Claus. Pops in and gives Arthur a crown, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's like, oh, Christmas came early. Here you go, have a crown. So I don't know, but there is a bit of a bit bigger connection between him and Arthur. Um, that kind of comes in a few episodes later, and then Loki and Oz. Loki is referred is essentially they take the Norse god of mythology and they put him in, dress him basically as like a clown. With a half clown mask, which is it's, it's like some weird Harlequin drawing that, like, it's yeah, yeah. kind of. And then Oz, they refer to him as the great and powerful wizard. <laughs> so you know that's behind, Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. In fact, pay no attention to the series at all. Just kind of... Yeah, and apparently he's also a dragon. I don't fucking understand. That. <laughs> Again, the show does not explain I'm anything. I just love that. Why. And he's also a dragon, and I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this show anymore. Um, so prediction-wise, I did have predictions for at least Loki and Oz. I didn't have anything for Santa Claus because, to be completely honest, I forgot he existed yeah, right? <laughs> in the second like episode. I forgot. So, did anyone else have predictions for any of these characters out of curiosity? Uh, I put for uh, for Loki. I put down Josh Grell question mark, which I think is more because I'd seen Blood Like a Battlefront recently, and that's really about it. Like, funny story. Josh Greeley was my first choice as Loki too. <laughs> so we're on the same mindset. Um, my two other choices for Loki, I had Ian Sinclair and Eric Vale as well. If, if I if I was like. If somebody said, okay, who do you think would voice this character? It would probably have been J. Michael Tan. That probably would have been my pick, honestly. I could but, see that. Yeah. yeah. As Loki. And then Oz, my two predictions, I had Micah Solasad, and I also threw Josh Greeley into this one as well. Yeah. So, it, it was a little odd. Anybody else have predictions for Oz? That's right. Uh, I did. I did for both him and oh, you did? Um, okay. Loki. Loki. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't remember exactly what my reasoning was behind this. I think it was like say you attachment logic. So for Loki, I had Joel McDonald, <laughs> and for Oz, I had Austin. Dis- well, let me tell you, sir, uh, what happened here? Because you say Austin Tyndall, and this is gonna be fun. So Santa Claus, we're gonna start there. We have. Which is weird for me to say this. We have Zach Bolton. I don't know where this came from. Zach Bolton is playing Santa Claus, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't know where this came from. Cause, cause Only in anime. Can, yeah, because Zach Bolton does occasionally jump into roles, but mostly for shows he directs. I don't I don't hear him much in other shows. So unlike Zach Bolton, I saw that when Clifford announced it. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Um, yeah, because you probably didn't know what the character looked like. So you're like... <laughs> That's also true. 
true. <laughs> like, she was also yeah, I would have been like, was Kent Williams busy? I, I don't understand what's going on. And then Kent Williams is somewhere. I can see a clip. Yeah. Um, Clifford just walks in. Have... He just walk. He just walks into the sex on. It's like, hey, you want to play Santa Claus for five minutes? <laughs> sex, like, uh, sure, why not? Why not? How much are you paying um, me? And then, then Oz, we have, uh, we have Austin Tyndall. So Jet is correct on Oz. I said, oh, I said, um, oh, and I was. I totally forgot I was right. <laughs> 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 this is how much we care about the show. <laughs> this is great. And then Loki, there's only one way to introduce this person because I've actually I actually think we've never talked about him on Dub Talk before. Wait, we have? Seriously? Well, at least not in an actual role. Uh, we have motherfucking Shao Tucker, aka Chuck Huber I, I as actually, Loki. I I love hearing Chuck Huber in any dub he's in. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Chuck Huber is so snarky as Loki, and I it's know. wonderful. Like, I don't think I've actually heard him in a dub in a long time. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, been a while. while. It's been a while, so it's nice to hear him come back. A lot of people we don't hear that often have been coming back. I mean, yeah. friggin' Noragami Arigoto, we had both John Bergmeier and Brian Massey. By the way, Brian Massey plays a bit character in episode 2 of Divine Key. Hmm. <laughs> FYI. He's um the crippled dad with the crush. Oh no, not that plot oh, line. That plot line. <laughs> oh, that. I really like, don't I... remember anything in episode two. I kind of wasn't paying attention to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's for the best. Um, <laughs> but a few other roles: Chuck Huber, of course, as mentioned, Shout Tucker. Uh, but he is also done. I should have pulled this up, and I can't find it. God damn it. Anyway, Chuck Huber exists. <laughs> um, he's done a variety. Journalism, of ladies and gentlemen. No. Yes. Um, moving on. Uh, Austin Tyndall. Austin Tyndall. We've heard a lot lately. You might know him as the various forms of karma. I think we can dub Oz as Wizard Karma. <laughs> this, that's what this version is. So we have Karma from Assassination Classroom, Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul. We have Joseph from Maria the Virgin Witch. We have Crowley from Seraph of the End. Uh, Kiyoshi from Prison School. We have a variety for him. And um, Zach Bolton. <laughs> oh, Zach Bolton. Um, I think the last time we talked about him in an actual role uh, would be as Clovis from Death Parade. Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, he does have some other credits under his belt, but I would not know what they are because I would have to look that up and i kind of like but um he's he's zach Wilden's more known for his directing work really um that being like like death parade uh psychopaths soul eater and a variety of other things but um how do we feel about these three actually i should say two because zach bolton's santa claus only came in for five seconds and i don't even remember what it sounded like so, uh, he said yeah, he I mean, did. Okay. You hear that voice, and you're like, "That could be anybody." Yeah. Like seriously. Like, I mean, okay. Well, I don't really care that much about either character, but I mean, I, I mean, I like Chuck Huber's Loki. It, it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounded pretty good. It's yeah. Chuck Huber, like, come on. You know. <laughs> it's Chuck Huber. Oh, I remember. Uh, duh, I remember a, a, a role that Chuck Huber has. Um, 
Professor Stein from Soul Eater. Oh, I remember now. Oh, 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 if you need a roll, I could have told you what most people would know here from you. Most show. people. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. That is also true. Freaking Android 17. <laughs> <laughs> a variety of things. Yeah. But, um... I liked Chuck Huber's Loki. Austin, it sounded a little bit along the lines of what he did with Kiyoshi from Prison School. You know what? Um, you know what's with weird? a little with a little bit of Kaneki in there. What's, That's what it sounds like to me. What's weird is the first time I heard Oz, I thought it was Jerry Jewell. Like. Really? I mean, after after I heard it a little bit later, I was like, okay, that's probably not him. But the first time I heard it, I thought I was listening to like a, a euthanized, a, a euthanized, a, a youthful Jerry Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> euthanized. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. This is getting yeah. dark. All uh, as a, and, yeah, as I was saying, it, I was like, that is not the right word. <laughs> no. That I is not the right word. Uh. <laughs> oh my god anyway yeah i think i think i at least think chuck and austin are solid of course yeah. i have to hear more of Z i would have to hear more of zach to really <laughs> but, give like, a judgment what's yeah. that but, effort in, right? <laughs> anyway yeah i think uh, yes no they, they they did fine i will only point out zach bolton he does very little but he does and it's like you know happy early christmas or something like that which I, that was so bizarre and out of place enough that it was like a slight moment of entertainment for me. So like, <laughs> like you didn't do much, but you gave me that. And in the wasteland that is this show, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> I will fully agree with that. Um, so I think we can move on to our final trio. Uh, Yukari, Hikari, and Genji. Um, these are basically the other three students from the academy, um, that apparently have shit to do in the show. And Hikari, she's dressed in yellow. Hikari in Japan means light. Oh my god. So original. <laughs> um, so, I know I made predictions for these three characters. I don't know if anyone else did. Yes, I, I did, but I, like... Again, kind of the same thing with the others. I went by same logic, so I actually put down these three before I saw the characters themselves. So, oh. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll give my three then. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so let's see. Hikari, I had Alexis Tipton. Uh, Yukari, I had Brina Palencia. And then Genji, I had Eric Vale. Genji and Eric Vale's Genji. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> That's an odd choice. Um, did anyone else have predictions for these characters before? Because I, I did. No, no, they're they're far out. enough. They're they're far enough down the list that I kind of lost interest in trying to predict these people at the time I got to them. Okay. So sorry, guys. Understandable. Understandable. Um, my predictions. I had for Hikari. I had Tia Ballard and Don Bennett. I felt that Hikari was definitely the very cutesy character in both these wonderful voice actors just could pull that off. Yukari, I had four for some stupid reason. Mm. My four predictions, I had Michaela Krantz, I had Burn April, Jade Saxon, and then Trina Nishimura. And then Genji, I had two. I had Rico Fajardo, and then our ever-wonderful Uncle Marcus Stemic as well. <laughs> um, but clearly we're all fucking wrong. <laughs> Good <Yep>. lord. <laughs> as always. So... Hikari is being voiced by Lindsay Seidel. Yukari is being voiced by Afia Yu. And Genji is being voiced by Jared Green. 
Hang on. Yeah. I gotta go into BTVA or something like, right now. Like, <laughs> You're like, who the fuck? I gotta know who the hell are? these people are. I don't know <laughs> who these are. What is this? Um, let's see. So, Lindsay Um, You would probably most notably know her as of right now as the wonderful joke that is the Nagisa booty, aka <laughs> Nagisa from Assassination Classroom. <laughs> Um, but she has other roles in Baka and Test, in Blubba K Battlefront, in A Certain Magical Index, in Defrag, in Daigon Romp of the Animation, she is Celestia. Uh, she is, let's see, she's in The Future Diary, she is in Is This a Zombie, she is in Level E, uh, she is in Psychopaths, she is in Robotics Note, Rolling Girls, Selector Infected, Soul Eater Not. Uh, she's in a variety of things. Uh, Jared Green, I do know he's still fairly new. Um, I don't have, cause I'm looking at ANN and then like some of these are like not even listed yet. Yep. Um, cause for some reason Lizzie Seidel is listed and yet Afia and Jared are not. Um, Jared Green, he is in Grimgar. I'm not gonna say where cause that episode still is gonna be happening. He is uh, Kishward in the Heroic Legend of Arslan, and he is also Seijiro Nanami from Ultimate Taku Teacher. And then Afia Yu, she is also an Ultimate Taku Teacher as well. I believe she's also in Selector Infected. Um, she is, she's Bebe Ebisu from um, uh, Noragami Arigoto. Oh god, what else? She is also... She's also in Assassination Classroom, Guilty Crown, Nikagura School Suite, Robotics Note, Rage of Bahamut. Uh, I'm not going to say where because I know there's going to be an episode of that eventually. Yes, she is Selector Infected. <laughs> she is in Selector Infected. She is the twin. She and her fiancé, Micah, are twins in that series. And if you've seen that show, if you've seen Selector Infected, Twincest is Wincest. Uh... That's all I'm gonna fucking say. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and she's also in Ultimate Taco Teacher, I believe I mentioned, and Show by Rock. Um, so how do we feel about these three individuals? Um, they're fine, I guess. I gotta be honest, I don't even remember these characters. <laughs> well, they don't really, they haven't really said anything until the mm. third episode. Yeah. Mm. Like, like they, they appeared once in I think episode one, but didn't say anything. Yep. Like, but um, they were, they seem fine. Like, <laughs> personally, in Jared Green's case, I prefer his role that he has in Grimgard to this, um, as well as uh, Kishward from Arslan. This for me, this isn't one of my favorite Jared Green roles right now, but um. And Afia. Afia's a good fit as Yukari. I, I do like that. And then Lindsay. Lindsay, I'm trying to get used to being a f having a f using her female voice, her natural voice, compared to Nagisa. <laughs> I'm so used to hearing Nagisa right now. <laughs> so it's taking me a minute. But yeah, I think I think they're pretty solid. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Um. I think we can put the next two together. Um, we have K, just the letter K, um, aka the little weird 
boy that follows Alto around for some stupid reason. <laughs> and then we also have, speaking of Alto, um, we have Ar- Ariton? Ariton? Fucking names? Uh, who is Alto's little brother. Oh, yeah. Um... So some weird trigun kind of thing going on here. Yeah, right. You know. I guess I didn't have predictions for either of these characters. <laughs> yeah, because they I can be played by God. anybody. That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They honestly could. Did anyone have predictions for these two characters? Uh, I guess. Uh, so practically no. <laughs> no, I, I guessed whoever voiced um, Auto might double for Ari Tom, but that's about it. Um. So let's see. For Boy K, we have, we now lovingly refer to her as Big Sis Mika, because it's Michaela Krantz. And then for Aritan, god damn it, it's almost like Fuck You Senpai from Noragami all over again, because it's Clifford Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. So, for Michaela, for those who may not know, she's still fairly new. Uh, but she has voice roles in, let's see, Shomin Samples. She's... Oh lord. Hey Almond, do you remember the prim and proper blondie from Show Me and Sample? Uh, very, very polite all the time. Like, what, what did you. Little Miss. Little made Miss. A, made a, made, gave, gave someone's phone back and put in a little box. That her? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember her. her. Yep, that, she she's Reiko. Oh yep. boy. Uh, she's she's Rosia from Show, uh, Show My Rock. She's Ryu from Snow White with the Red Hair, so this is not the first time she's voicing a little boy. Um, she's also been in Nobunaga, Riddle Story of Devil, uh, World Break. She is Susan A. from Ultimate Otaku Teacher. She was actually recently announced to be a part of Black Butler Book of Circus, but I am not going to say where. Uh, because, again, another, uh, an episode's gonna happen for that one. Uh, and Clifford, Clifford, of course, he's been, he's... He's gained a good amount of ground ever since um, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably would have heard him in Assassination Classroom as Connie Springer from Attack on Titan and Attack on Titan Junior High. He is in, he's been announced to be in Black Butler Book of Murder, but we're not going to say where. Uh, he's in Defrag. He is in Fairy Tale Zero, but we're not going to say where. Uh, I did not realize that. He is he he is how the hell did this happen, Mikhail? From Gangsta, the little boy. How the? F- I, I still don't know. I still don't know. He is also in Heroic Legend of Arslan, Laughing Under the Clouds, um, Noragami Arigoto, as Fuck You Senpai Fujisaki. Uh, he is also in Prison School. He is in Princess Stride as cross dressing Hosumi, uh, giving Josh Greeley a run for his money. Uh, <laughs> he is also in Psychopath 2, Red Data Girl. Uh, he's Mihaya from Snow White with the Red Hair. He is Hide from Tokyo Ghoul. He is also in Unbreakable Machine Doll, World Break, and he's also Yoon from Yona of the Dawn. So, how do we feel about these two individuals? Um, I still don't get the purpose of Boy K, but she was fine in the role. I, so, I, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, uh, who voiced Boy K? I've forgotten their name immediately. Mikaela? I kind of enjoyed it just because Boy K was so pointlessly cruel all the time yeah. that it and like that, that was the other like consistently entertaining thing like it's terrible writing but he was such a dick at every conceivable moment yeah. that it just it became hey, sort of fun <laughs> it's like, it's like hey, 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 hey you having a you having a fun time it's like, you didn't, you, yeah. it's like it's like alto you don't want to let anyone in you don't want warmth like that. <laughs> what is that you, you cold as ice dude tell What's her that? tell her about how, how you don't how's have out? hot foods how's out 
Like, Boy K is there at every turn. And Boy K is probably one, admittedly, is one of probably the most pointless characters I've seen in the show right now. Michaela plays him fantastically. It reminds me of a, t- a bit of Susan A, of Ultimate Talk Teacher, because Susan A is slightly tomboyish. So she, I think it's, she kind of went more in that range um, compared to, like, what she did with Ryu. Uh, for Snow White, but um, I, I I like it. It's just the most one of the more pointless characters. I, in the I, show. I want to give Michaela like an award for like the best performance with the worst writing. It's like like <laughs> this. This mean how much I enjoyed her on screen and what she was actually saying is just enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give her her props. And then Clifford as li- li- little little baby brother, little baby brother. Um, it's hmm. evil Clifford Chapman. You kind of really need to say much more than that. Consi- Here's the thing. Considering who voices Alto, it's a weird contrast. Because, like, if you know Clifford's range, and then if you know the person who plays Alto, his range, rather well, it's a weird contrast. <laughs> having Clifford as the little brother <laughs> in this scenario. But, um... But yeah, I would if I was directing this show, I would totally place myself as a, as a creepy baddie. Why the fuck not, you know? So I understand. <laughs> uh, I think I need to hear more of it. There wasn't much to go on, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the character was there. He he was a he was a dick. I th- I think <laughs> it is I think it is episode four. We do get to hear at least a little bit more of it. Um, him and Justin Briner's character. I think we hear a little bit more in episode four. But um, a decent start again. I mean, reminding myself of my thoughts on uh, Fujisaki from Noragami, it's a start. I just need to hear him more, play more villain. That's all I just need. Uh, just so I can hear it. But anyway, <laughs> any other thoughts and opinions on these two? Yeah, not really. That's about it. No. Yeah. Oh, God. So how about then we move on to the elephant in the room, uh, whose name is Arthur. Yep. Ugh. Um. Uh, so, I, I just want to say I think Curry Walgren did a great job, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. Sorry. <laughs> predictions for Arthur. I had three. I don't know if anybody else had any. I had one. I did. You had one. I had one. Yeah. You had one. Who wants to go first? Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, I, I see, I, I, I pulled this one out of a hat, I guessed, um, Phil Parsons, and that, I, I can confirm, that's entirely because he voiced the boss character in Blood Like a Battlefront, and since oh, I've seen Klaus. that for, yeah, since he voiced Klaus, it was on my mind, and it's like, well, you're sort of a leader type, maybe you'll get cast. There we yeah. go. Logical. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, Jet, Jet, okay, Jet, what about you? <laughs> okay, again, I was going say logic and partial curiosity, so I put down the ends of I mean, I think I, I, can, I can kind of see that. I can that. see that. I mean, I'm I thinking like, that. hey, we've never heard him voice someone kind of questionably evil, so why not? <laughs> well, uh, going going back to Shiki, he plays Tatsumi. Ian Sinclair can be villain if he oh, wants. Oh, I haven't seen that, so like, you need to. Was that one of? Wait, wait, because I know we have that dub exchange thing going on. Was no, Shiki that, one of the ones you, you have to watch? No, you gave me big bomb. And I finished that already. No, I, I, oh, dang. No, I didn't, no, I didn't even have, um, Shiki on my list. I think Roots did. 
I think Ruth was the one who had Shiki. I just didn't want to double it. Um, but <laughs> you you need to watch Shiki at some point because that Tatsumi was my introduction into Ian Sinclair, and it's the most fantastic thing I've ever seen, and it is still one of my favorite roles of Ian's. Um, my three predictions: I had Robert McCollum, Alex Organ, and of course defaulting to the wonderful king of douchebags, Eric Vale. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean like. McCollum and, and Vale would have probably been my picks. I mean, I probably would have tried to find somebody else, but, you know. Yeah, like, I, I, my, bleh. Obviously, default to Eric Vale, because it's a douchebag character, and Eric <laughs> Vale plays too many douchebag characters at this point. <laughs> um, Robert would be, would have been something different for me to see, and then Alex Organ, I want to see him in more things. Why am I not seeing him in more things ever since freaking Death Parade happened? Why? I want to see more things. <laughs> I like Alex Organ. Yes, I'm here. Um, you know what we... But... We, uh, never mind. Go on. No, no. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I just noticed that Newton Pidman isn't in this dub. And I'm just like, oh, that's weird. So, he uh, even in a lot of stuff that isn't fairy tale, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's fair. I remember... I remember... If I remember right, Newton Pidman plays freaking... Uh, Pants, something. He was uh, he was the mightiest disciple, right? That was about it. I don't remember. No, but he was in um Eden of the East. Yeah. Uh, as um I forget the character's name, but it's the character who's a shut in, and he never leaves his room because he doesn't have a pair of pants. <laughs> Eden of the East is an odd show. Anyway, uh. um, so ah, uh, good lord, um, so J. Michael Tatum. Is voicing Arthur. Ugh. Way to play it safe, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way to play. Yeah, playing it safe, and I love J. Michael Tatum. He's my favorite male voice. Oh yeah, actor. I love J. He, he, he's, he's awesome. not I my love... favorite, but he's up there for me. <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> this is kind of going back to the comment about Rachel Robinson. I think the character designs make these characters look much younger, and in Tatum's case, Arthur looks too young. For what Tatum sounds like. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it's less that, just more. It's like, well, it's J. Michael Tatum doing J. Michael Tatum, and that's kind of it. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny being a fairy tale fan. Um, you, you having Robert McCollum, and then I thought about it. Yeah, Jalal. This guy is basically Jalal. So he kind of is. Yeah. So it like it would have made sense to have McCollum's more like sophisticated like persona work so yeah and tatum's just being tame at this point it, i feel like <laughs> it's tatum, kind of he's tatum in, in a, i don't know <laughs> it was a lot harder yeah. to say than i thought it would be i don't know i yeah i kind of think this is playing it kind of safe oh yeah no this is this is like i feel like if you could go to a con ask team about this it's like no i was asleep when i did that role i don't remember anything about it <laughs> i was i kind of just went there it's like Clifford asked me to come in and do something for him, and I, yep. like, I don't quite remember much. <laughs> it was very bland. I remember I that much. A, I went to an acting fugue state. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it works. It does work. We're not trying to be mean. Yeah, it no, works. it's, it's fine. Just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just J. Michael Tatum being J. Michael Tatum. That's all it really it, is. It's really all it is. Yeah. It's like, I kind of, I really would have wanted to see someone else play this, yeah. honestly. But... I guess obvious cast. This is one of the situations where obvious casting is obvious. 
Yeah, but, yeah. I guess when you're like making a dub for a pretty un unremarkable anime, maybe it's better to play it safe. You know? That's fair. Mm. Yeah, true. That's fair, all things considered. And yeah. Clifford, Clifford surprisingly has some pull. I mean, again, fuck the dub for Dime a Dollar happened. Yeah. I don't know how he managed to pull in like L.A. and Houston people. But anyway, um, I think it's safe to move on at this mm. point. Yeah. Uh, so Midori, one of the main three trio, she is, uh, she's Sanic. <laughs> she's Sanic the Hedgehog. Speedo, uh, speedo sounds Sonic. No. <laughs> yes, except she's not blue. She's green. Um, we still need to decide who's going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um. Prediction-wise for Midori, I had two. I had one. I had one. Uh, Jed, you want to go first? Hey, sure. Hey, I went pretty safe with this one. I just said pretty April. That's pretty safe, yeah. <laughs> what about what about you, Amon? What do you got? I uh, I put down Charmy Lee. I don't remember why. I did. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. A couple of these, I'm why. like, I don't like. I that seems fine, but I don't remember what my logic was. I'm sure it was there, but. Uh. I mean, we don't really see her in much Funimation stuff outside of fairy tales yeah. anymore. But again, Dime a Dollar happened, and Jeremy is in there, so I would not be—I would not have been surprised if Clifford pulled that one yeah. out of his ass again. But um, my two predictions—I had going similar lines of what Jet did with Bryn, but I had Felicia Angel and Don Bennett. I did not consider Bryn for this one. <laughs> but um. We're all fucking wrong mm -hmm. again. Uh, we have Alexis Tipton coming in as Midori. Uh, Alexis Tipton, if you do not know who Alexis Tipton is, she has done a variety of things. She is in, let's see. She is in Baka and Tess. She is in Blood Sea as Saya. She is in Certain Magical Index. Uh, Data Live. Why am I only talking about the slightly bad ones? Devil's a part-timer. <laughs> <laughs> Maria um, the Virgin Witch. Maria the Virgin Witch. She is in Gangsta. She is also in Guilty Crown. Another terrible show. Why am I mentioning this? Um, <laughs> she is in Heavy Object. She is in Kamisama Kiss. She is in uh, Legend of the Legendary Heroes. Great series. Very underrated. I love Legend of Legendary Heroes. Right. She's also in My Bride as a Mermaid. She is Kof she's Diabetes Kofku from Noragami. <laughs> uh, she's in and she's also crazy bitch Hana from prison school. Favorite character. As well as a variety <laughs> of other things. Um so how do we feel? Oh yeah, and Honey from Space Dandy as well. So how do we feel about Alexis Tipton? Again, for what the character is, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of different because, I mean, Midori is kind of a tomboy. So seeing Alexis play a tomboy was kind of interesting. So. It is kind of interesting when you say that, yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was like, like it was, it was like, you know, it was fine. Like, she, she was really like, like, she was putting effort to it. She wasn't asleep at the wheel or anything. Like, it was nice, but she's... She wasn't, she, she wasn't taking a nap in the booth like Tatum. Exactly, but like, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do with a, like, all these characters are pretty flat. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. And she really yeah. made me believe that she had green hair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only thing that matters yeah. right now. 
Uh, did I write down? She, any she best really friend? played number one best friend really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn! It. Number one oh. best friend. <laughs> I want to be your number one best friend. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think Alexis sounded fine. Yeah. It kind of so it's it kind of sounds like more along the lines of some of the typical roles that we've seen her in before. Oh, yeah. So it works. Uh, I guess we can move on to Auto. <laughs> The most emo character <laughs> of the show? No, I guess. Oh, wait, I thought we were... 16. Oh, oh I thought he was considered <laughs> the main character, so I figured he was last. <laughs> oh, this... Oh, wait, shit, you're right. <laughs> Switch it, Akane first. Akane first. Mulligan. Switch it, I forgot about that. Akane. Uh, it's just that in the press release, Akane was listed first. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going with that. But, um, Akane first. Okay. Akane, a.k.a. The guy whose name in Japanese means red. Yep. Pretty, okay, pretty much all their names mean colors. <laughs> He's not the only one. <laughs> His name is red. And I think, like, Midori's means green. Yeah, Midori means green, Ao means Hikari blue. Means, Hikari means light, so there's the yellow right there. But, um... You know, it's, 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 it's theme naming for morons. <laughs> I know, right? But, um, Akane, he, he is, he's basically the spunky, fiery guy. Yep. Who, who is like, why do you want to talk to this guy who killed his parents? I don't understand when his dad is like, I don't know what I, I, I like, I like. This show explains nothing. Yeah, I like the bit where he yelled, I like the bit where he yelled at a cripple man for not trying to climb up burning rubble to save a small child. <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's like, why did you it's save like, your son? And I'm like, okay. he's got a cane! <laughs> I, I blinked and I missed that. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, what? <laughs> uh, it's like, Akane, why are you yelling at Brian Massey? Yeah. Don't, you don't yell at Brian Massey. <laughs> Brian Massey he will kick your ass, man. He's loud Russo. Right? <laughs> I about to say, Brian Massey will loud Russo the fuck out of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, predictions, for, no. predictions anyway. for... Yeah. <laughs> predictions for Akane. I had two. Uh, I had one. Uh, I had, I had, I had, a, I had one. <laughs> there was something in there. Lax just kind of here. He never made predictions. Um, yeah. Never had the chance. I don't chance know. To. If somebody asked me, I probably would have said like Josh Grayley or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 might have worked here. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I know for me, my two predictions. I had Clifford Chapman and Austin Tyndall. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was even lazier. I said Michael Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I said Michael Salsa. Yeah, no, uh, Mika would have probably been my other choice too. Actually, I, I probably would have had Mika's uh, Akane, and I would have had. Uh, would have had uh, Josh's also. So. Okay. And what about you? Uh, I had actually two. I had uh, I had Clifford Chapman as a guest. I also put like tentatively maybe Aaron Dismuke, although I thought this might the show might be a little too low profile for him. So. Eh. Well, Aaron Dismuke is one of the Knights of the Round. Yeah, that's so that's Aaron's also that's gone. also true. So that's you know. True, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I will only be we're, in this. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about at this point Clifford Chapman. Who can pull LA voice actors out of his fucking ass <laughs> for a really shitty show? But, well, I mean, considering Matt, Matt is like the easiest voice actor to work with, you know. You, can't, you know. Yeah, but he also pulled like Todd and Jeremy and yeah. Emily Neves and Lucy Christian from Houston. How does this happen? Helps, I think it helps that Patrick was in that dub too, because Matt and Patrick are like good friends. Or something like that. So. It, it might. It yeah. might have been part of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, at least on that end, for, with like pulling Matt in, 
him and Clifford, they were both in Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. So there's a circle there, yeah. but um, I digress. Um, so we're all wrong. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Running theme, like nothing. Is like the one right. time I've cr- uh, correctly predicted a dub actor was um was Bryce Pappenbrook as uh as friggin' uh, um uh, got uh, Shiro in uh, Fate Stay Night. That was like the one yeah. time I correctly predicted. So. Yeah, I think the only things that we've gotten right in general in this dub, me, the director, and then Jet's prediction of Oz. That's <laughs> it. So, oh god, Akane. Um, why the fuck do we have Jacuzzi Splat as Akane? For, 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 ga- for the gag. You know, it's, for, for, it's funny. Uh, so, so yeah, Joe McDonald. Joel McDonald. <laughs> I love Joel McDonald. I think he's. Great. I love Joel McDonald, but I. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I'm a fan of this one. Um, but if you want to know more things for Joel, we have Assassination Classroom. Uh, we have Bacchano, as I just mentioned. We have Fairy Tale. Uh, Future Diary. Guilty Crown. God damn it! Why do we keep going back to Guilty Crown? <laughs> um, initial, initial. Mommy, some a kiss. Slapping under the clouds. Uh, Maria the Virgin Witch. Uh, no Rin. We have Red Data Girl. We have oh Lord Shangri La. We have uh, Soiter. Oh God, we have the ever wonderful Jam Crotch from Skyward's Academy. <laughs> and then we also have Meow from Space Dandy. So we have a variety of things. Oh yeah, and gay by bise- and slightly bisexual Green Dragon Jha from Yen of the Dawn. I forgot about that one. Um, uh, in in case Katie's listening, uh, Poland. So, <laughs> oh, Hitalia, did you say Italia? Yeah. I did not say Italia, but thank you for okay, yeah. that. Um, let's see. So, personally, not one of my favorites, but this kind of goes back to my thoughts on Sky Wizards. This is mostly restrictions with the character and the writing. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. This is another situation <laughs> like that. Where he's Joel your, is basically typ- working with what he has. Yeah, he's a typical anime hothead. Like, you know, yes. what do you what do you do with a character like that? Well, so I'm so. not used to Joel being the hothead. I'm used to him being the snarky asshole or the complete and utter coward. Those are the ones yeah. I'm used to seeing. He's also occasionally the emo guy. I think yeah. my problem was even I was like, yeah, his voice is too old for this character. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds way too old. Yeah. It's it's too bad. He sounds older than Arthur in some cases. Like that doesn't yeah. that really doesn't work. Honestly, Joel yeah. might have made a better Arthur. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a good choice. Also sure. fair. Yeah. That's also fair. But um, but yeah, this is definitely again a situation like Sky Wizards, where Joel is working with what he has, and he's he's fine he's fine with it. It's just not one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So I have to. On the upside, it's Divine Gate. Nobody's gonna remember this thing. Yeah. Only us. And it's a shame because. I barely remember it, and I just watched three episodes. (laughs) And it's it's a shame that nobody's probably really gonna remember this because, again, Clifford as a newbie director, his talent is so fucking wasted here. (laughs) Why? Um. But anyway, I 
are we good to move on to our last character that we were trying to talk to talk about before, but then yeah. I forgot he was technically the main character. Technically. <laughs> technically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alto, a.k.a. the most emo kid you will ever know in an anime series. Yeah, so he makes Sasuke look warm and cuddly. He puts Sasuke in a shame. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> oh. oh, God, I didn't even correlate those two. Like, oh God. I hate this anime even more now. Ah. He, do, he doesn't. He doesn't cry, but it's raining, so it still looks like he's crying, yeah. and he looks so sad. <laughs> so everyone, everyone's impression of him. He looks so sad. He looks like he might cry. Uh, he's not crying. Oh, the rain God is strong, or whatever the line was. I don't remember. I don't know. I just remember it was bad. It was real oh, bad. God damn it. So for Auto prediction wise, I had two. I had um, one. I had one, and you're probably going to be angry at me for it. Oh, oh! Now I have to hear it. Now that you say it, what was it? I said Justin Brother. Funny story. <laughs> one of my predictions was Justin Brother. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it would have worked. To be completely honest, after what happened with Mika, he could go complete. Like he, Mika wasn't quite emo. But he could have gone there if he wanted to. <laughs> but anyway. Um, my other prediction was a default to Micah Solisod. Fun, fun, yeah, not gonna work. Fun, fun fact, I picked Micah too. Uh, you picked Micah too? Yep, no, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like some of Micah Solisod might play. Yeah, that's yep. about it. <laughs> like, like I said, gun to my head, I probably would have picked Josh Grayley. Like, I would have been like, uh, yeah, he seems like the kind of character that Josh would play. Yeah, no. normally. Normally he would be the kind of character Josh would play, but then he keeps pulling all these magical performances out from, like, from out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, like Femt from Blood Bowl Battlefront and freaking Zen from Snow White. Holy <laughs> mother of God. Is he doing but anyway, Snow White? Yeah. He is Prince Zen from and Snow it's White. like, very Red. different from how he normally Zen's. So different. <laughs> The way the way I described it was if you took um, Kurnosuke from Princess Jellyfish and Ginoza from Psychopaths, those two roles that he's done, and basically you married them together. <laughs> That's basically what it is, because it's mature sounding Ginoza Josh over here, and but then you have still some of the humor that Kurnosuke had and that tone of voice from Princess Jellyfish, and you kind of base and then basically you marry them together. They have a baby, and here's Prince Zen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, this one this actual casting was probably one of the more surprising ones for me and it ended up being rather different um so chris burnett is playing alto uh so chris burnett you may have heard us talking about him quite a few times before but chris burnett he is also in assassination classroom he's been in bamboo blade he is in blood sea he is in the film how he is Nabara no O, Red Data Girl, as, as Masumi. Masumi is one of my favorite roles of his. He's Romeo from Romeo X Juliet, by the way. Um, you may also remember, remember him as Yoichi from Seraph of the End. He's also in Shiki, Rideback, uh, and a variety of other things. This one is rather different, I have to say. Because uh -huh. there's no I personality know... to this character. <laughs> 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 that's a that's a good way to describe it. Um, because typically, uh, for 
Christopher Nutt. I hear Romeo. I hear Yoichi. I hear Taramuto from Shiki. Like, I hear normally that range. And then Aotou is kind of like a lower, a slightly lower register for him. I think, anyway. So, I'm okay with this only because it sounds different. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not that familiar with him, so it sounded kind of wooden to me, but that's the character, so I can't really Again, that's the fault that. of the character. That's the fault <laughs> of the character in the writing. That's if I'm being totally <laughs> honest, I didn't know who this was. <laughs> Like until today, like I, I had never actually heard of him. So. Well, he's mostly known for like smaller roles, but he hasn't really popped in in a lot of broadcast dubs lately. Yeah. Um. The the only big broadcast dub he's been in really was um Seraph of the End. So, otherwise than that, but I mo I mostly know him for is Romeo, <laughs> from Romeo X Juliet, of course. Mm. So I'm used to that. Um. More slightly, I don't want to say feminine. Not feminine, because Masumi kind of goes there from Red Data Girl sometimes. Yoichi, he, he a good amount of times he plays more more um high high tone, high pitched characters. Not too, not like falsetto, but again, this is why for me this is rather different for me hearing it. So I like it because it's different for him. But I, and this is again same case as Joel. He's working with what he's been given. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's not much more to say. If the if the show was better, I could see him really having fun with this performance. I know, right? Like I heard like there are times in there where like, you know, the character's more or less flat, but he's clearly trying to put in a little bit of inflection to make it just not solid monotone. And, and it's sad because like he's clearly trying, but like not much you can do with that. It's yeah. like, oh for a be oh for better writing. For better anything, really. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Oh, Lord. Um, so yeah, I think... You know, this... what, you know what's a great way to ruin your series? Have your protagonist show no emotion to anything whatsoever. <laughs> Chris Burnett's auto is with basically the same idea as Joel McDonald's jam crotch from Sky Wizards. It's the same thing, like, not really a lot of emotion or shit and everything. I mean, I don't know how... His how um, Joel's character ends up in the end of the series. I only watched a few episodes and I was like, fuck this, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just that's just how I feel about it. But again, Chris Burnett's working with what he has and for what he has, he's doing pretty good with it. Um, so I guess with that, we basically covered everyone. Yes. This long <laughs> ass cast. So, overall thoughts. Yeah, this totally deserved to be an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall thoughts on the broadcast dub for Divine Gate. How do we feel? Uh, good dub to a bad show. Yeah. Like, uh, again, it's, 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 it's a Sky it's Wizards and Show Moon sample situation. It's your, it's your typical Funimation polishing a turd. I, yeah. I I hope I hope Clifford Chapman can use this as a springboard to get better work. Cause uh, you know. I seriously want to finish what I want to watch more of the dub for Diamond Dollar. Cause for New Year's Eve, me, Hardy, uh, Megan, and Noah, we just decided to watch terrible anime, and Hardy showed us the first episode of the dub for Diamond Dollar. And originally, because I watched the first episode of the simulcast, and I was like, nope, I'm out. But the dub was just amazing. 
So I'm like, I want to hear more of that. <laughs> Just, I feel like Dime a Dollar would, if I finish it, when I, if and when I decide to finish it, would probably be a better directing debut for Clifford than Divine Gate is right now. <laughs> to be completely honest. Again, he kind of got stuck with it, unfortunately. Yeah, Divine Gate is the ultimate, like, too much, you know, too many, too many ingredients in a pot. Okay, well, well, we, well, before we close that, I, I might as well make my joke now. And I made a joke about it. I made a joke about what I was writing the review for it because I was trying to think about how to describe the show, and I realized it's a poor man's guilty crown. <laughs> oh. 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 no! And considering um how how so well done guilty crown is, and I mean this in the most sarcastic of ways. <laughs> Saying a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, uh, um, yeah. This is this is this dub is a shiny turn. Moving on. Um, so with that, if you are mildly curious, have a morbid curiosity about the broadcast dub for Divine Gate. If you're already subscribed, then know that you don't have to pay anything for it. <laughs> um, first of all, I personally, because the series itself, eh, go watch something else. But um, if you're curious about the broadcast up at the very least, uh, I believe that in the simulcast for Divine Gate is on Fridays uh, in the afternoon. As of the recording of this episode, uh, three episodes of the broadcast dub are up, and I believe the simulcast is at, like, what, episode seven, eight, maybe, at this point? Yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. It's getting close to finishing, which is great, but I'm not watching the show anymore anyway, so I don't care. I'm, I may finish the dub, just because I want to know a bit more about Clifford as a director. That's probably the only reason I would watch the dub, watch the show at, at this point, and then the dub. Yeah, the the simulcast. I'm trying to remember things now. <laughs> the simulcast is free for Funimation users on their on their website for streaming services. The broadcast dub is under the Elite subscriber paywall, uh, and if you are, again morbidly curious about this dub uh funimation does have a 14 day free trial for their subscription services um if you are curious about it and um just and again fair warning after the 14 days because it does ask for credit card information after the 14 days if you do not want money pulled from your account just cancel the subscription however you will more than likely enjoy the immense amounts of anime uh, in English that Funimation provides that you will probably not want to give up that subscription. And we know the joke at this point, so why say it? You know? Over, yeah, it's over that? 9,000 episodes. Uh... Over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's the cliche freaking meme, but it works here. Um, but honestly, I would watch something else other than Divine Gate. This is not saying that, again. Again, if you're like 13, you might like it. <laughs> if you're new to anime, you might like it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that much. It's, I'll it's give actually you that a much. pretty good gateway anime, but. You're no, I, I, I don't really think so. I think there's. I think the narration's too much, even for new people. I know, man. It's one of those anime that you like when you're 13, and when you turn like 17, you're like, why did I like this? Yeah, man, man, yes. young, young teenagers love shit that sounds important. Like, they yeah, love that shit. That's pretty much it. Absolutely. 
<laughs> but yeah, my suggestion, watch anything else other than Divine Gate, because the show itself is kind of bleh. Um, and I haven't finished it. I dropped it. At the, I'm not finishing it at this point, except maybe in the dub, but... Because I dropped it part way through. I know Jet dropped... I think Jet, you said you dropped it, right? Yeah, I dropped it. I enjoyed it if I knew what was going on. No. Anyway, um... Thank you, of course, to Jet Amon, and finally having we're having Lack the Watcher on this damn podcast after JoJo basically it basically went full prison school and went to avoid. At this point, uh, it might it might happen. I do have the audio from you, Katie and Megan. It might. I just, I haven't just I haven't a, looked a at it yet. A lost episode kind of thing or something. It <laughs> might. It might yeah. happen. Um. Anyway, thank you to the three of you for being brave enough to endure this with me. Um, <laughs> it was an interesting way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, it was yes. funny. <laughs> um, if you are interested in checking out any of these individuals, uh, Jet, you're on Twitter, you are at Divine Nega, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, Almon is at Almon Duel. And Lack, I'm guessing you're at Lack the Watcher, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. All right. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter as at Lilac Anime Review, but we're review spelled R E V U E. Uh, the next episode that's probably gonna happen, cause I'm looking at this. Originally, Dagashi Kashi was supposed to be before Divine Gate, but that recording got pushed back. So it might be Dagashi Kashi, or it might be Fairy Tale Zero. I don't know what's going on, cause at this, cause at this point, the only show, the only episode I'm gonna be on from here on out is Dimension W. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy and Megan are taking care of hosting duties for the remaining broadcast ups. <laughs> um, so you're not going to hear me for a good long while. But um, anyway, we'll be on the lookout for those episodes. Uh, and I think that's about it. We're going to call it a day. Yeah. Um, not everybody. <laughs> this uh, number one best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the number one best friend. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so, I guess with that, say 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 your goodbyes, guys. Bye. Goodbye, guys. Kill me. No, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and because apparently I've been nagged at for not doing this, otaku on, my friends, and have a good night. Man.